Welcome to Critical Ditto, the Pokemon role-playing podcast, hosted by us and listened to by you. Thank you for still listening. Uh, my name is Stuart. I am GMing <laughs> this game. Sorry, I'm just going to pause while the rest of my cast laugh at the very idea that anyone is still listening. <laughs> no, it's Mate, just at this more point the of the season, <laughs> considering what's happened the last two episodes. <laughs> Self-indulgent? <laughs> no. no. Both of you have really stuck no. around. And for you, I say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Stuart. I am the GM. I'm running the, uh, the game. And I have opened a big bag of crisps. Mmm. Yum, the yum, salt and cider vinegar. It's making my tongue feel all funny. Ali, what have you got? Oh, Chris, 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 I've got a monster munch stew. That feels very Kenny Mullet, seeing as he's an empathetic yet haunted young man from Comover Town on a quest to find out more about his weird superpowers. On Kenny's team helping him along his way, he has a Dartrix called Bowtie, he has a Gyarados called Moustache, he has a Sanandit called Hoops, a Honchcrow called Fedora, a Spiritune called Swirly, and a Joltic called Fleek. And I'm just going to pass the sharing bag over to Mr. David Leavesley. Thank you so much. I seem to have found in here a selection of wasabi peas and crispy seaweed, aka otherwise known as the Theo combination. <laughs> Theo is bringing you that former religious tartness that we all love from somebody who's secretly on a journey to find the king's rock will they find it who's to say uh, but on theo's team on this particularly uh quixotic journey is a medicham with no name hillary the swadloon cabbage the kabuto jason the combi Brobarical the barbarical and a toga kiss known as Ashanti only in these introductions and never canon. <laughs> and now that I've finished this particularly piquant combination of uh, bougie bar snacks, I'm going to pass over the bag to uh, Monsieur Tom Dale. Oh, Tom's doing something. Are you in, are you in the bag of crisps, Tom? Is this, do we need to... Is he a Pringle tube? Is he in... Is this... Open the bag! Open the bag! Okay, this is the Tom bag. It's large. It's a larger Tom bag. Tom bears. Here we go. <laughs> Tom and bears. Out comes Tommy. <laughs> oh, oh, thank goodness. Yes, that's right. I am my own snack. And David uh, stole my pun. Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking I would be a packet of Tom bears. So, so I you guess we're here. Mate, you, should, Tom... you shouldn't have gone in the bag. You spent way too long in the bag. <laughs> if you were just it... Tom bears straight from the off, <laughs> you'd be fine. A packet of Tom bear ticks. I'm going to be now. Because to try and add to the pun, I play... Brandy. Brandy, on her team, has Wimpy the Lopany, Gary the Skaroopy, Snorleone the Munchlax, Dr. Bunnelby, PhD, Flower the Meltan, and Lightning McQueen, the Carcoal. Stu, you better hurry up and do something before I put you in your own bag. Oh, I've got the dust on my fingers, and I'm going to lick it. Bags on your head. <laughs> Previously on Critical Ditto. So we will use the humans to settle our differences. They shall debate, and then King Thrush shall make the final choice. We'll help them decide if they help us get into the prison. If the Pokemon down here are going to escape, we have to do it by tonight. Columbo, down here, you're allowed to be safe from the horrors that are up there. You know, Brandy, maybe you are right. The debate forms in the middle of the wild area. Emerging from behind a blue crystal, you see Monferno. Monforno's not on their own. You see a man. The person who was upstairs, who was going to help us. It was my trainer, it was Mac. Everyone remember what it was like to be with your trainer. And and the bond that a Pokemon and a human can have. Mac throws an extreme ball. Just as Columbo the Monferno says the word free. Pokemon start to panic and scatter. And you see now that those wearing the dark green and black uniforms have a decal. It says Team Helsing, Vampire Squad. 
and Mac himself removes his Blitzel Ball jersey to reveal a similar uniform. Right, here we go, guys. No vignette today. This feels like a trap. Are you, gonna, are you now going to do a 10-minute monologue but claim it's not a vignette again? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've been doing far too much work at the start of episodes for the last few. So oh, I did Today, today. <laughs> not coming across. <laughs> Don't make me mute you again, David. I have the power. <laughs> so at the end of the last episode, we were introduced to Vampire Squad of Team Helsing, a trio. One. Sorry, it just really sounds like you're trying to make Vampire Squad happen. Like, I'm trying really to sell Vampire Squad. Uh, well, like, I introduced you folks to Vampire Squad. I you wait, you excited. wait till you see the action figures, guys. They're poseable. <laughs> Vampire Squad. I think they're going to be cool. Have we ever allowed a character to be cool? Look, Never. Listen, <laughs> it's no, can I just put an embargo on Grundle McScrooge's right now? <laughs> I'm going to cast you in and I'm going to set up a little scene. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. We know that one of these Vampire Squad was Mac. If people don't remember Mac, Mac was a very cool character, uh, a midsection suggested by Scott McDonald. Couldn't tell you the episode, but he was a fire type specialist and we turned him into a Blitzel Ball superstar. Now, Mac has somehow, this is the setup, somehow ended up in the core prison. A disgraced <laughs> Blitzel Ball superstar. How, how he got there? We don't know. We don't know yet. In terms of the other two members of Vampire Squad, we have a listener NPC again, from a long time ago, called Inquisitor Rain, who was the focal point of a fan fiction we read out, a sort of high-level agent of Team Helsing. And I'm like, look, if we're ever going to bring Rain in, maybe Vampire Squad is the time. So we've got Mac, we've got maybe Inquisitor Rain? Yeah, no, I don't think maybe. Inquisitor I think Rain? It, sorry, of course, Inquisitor Rain was submitted by Albion. Albion from Green Mountain Mysteries podcast. Albion from Green Mountain Mysteries podcast. See that? Um, See that, Albion? I'm looking out for you. I'm like Stu. I'm, I'm willing to give you the plug. Why, why has this become hostile, Tom? Tom, <laughs> explain to me why... <laughs> I just think, I just think you started from, this Tom? by saying you, say you didn't want to do any work for this podcast anymore. And, you know, you turned up drunk. I feel like and Inquisitor I, Rain's I cypher has got me by the throat here and it's just <laughs> cutting into my carotid and I'm scared. Uh, yes, Ali, you played Inquisitor Rain, didn't they were, you? Yeah, they were, they were quite a menacingly softly spoken Menacing, soft spoken. I think they had a scar on their face. Yeah, uh, they had a, a scyther. I remember scyther that. And a corvenite. Corvenite, yeah. that okay. was it. Okay, let's go with that then. So we've got Mac, we've got Inquisitor Rain. I'm going to give, just for the, the rogue element, the wild card, I'm going to give Rain a sidekick called Shine. Um, <laughs> I see we're starting serious and carrying nice. on that no, way. Well, terrifying. That's right here in my heart. Why is Shine? Shine could be terrifying ali i yeah. think i think i'm gonna give you rain you've got the experience it's on your seems cv like a, seems like a natural fit now ah, tom tom david mac shine tom you're gonna be mac david you you've got a blank you've got a blank canvas baby have fun Ooh. okay so mac's been in the core he's been called into an interview room in the core at some point between the old ownership under warden vipen and the new ownership with team helsing and Vaughn. the point of the thing is that rain inquisitor rain has somehow put a communicator down in the wild area that Columba the Monferno has picked up and is trying to communicate with the surface. So Rain, you're trying to get Mac communicating back with his Monferno and setting up a trap. Does that make sense? Yep. Good.
So we're going to fade in on Mac, the former Blitzel Ball superstar. He's cuffed, sitting at a prison-style prison interview. Yeah, give me more, give me more. He's he's manacled. No. He's wearing this jumpsuit, which is coloured purple. Mac, you get out a little picture from your sleeve. The one thing that you've kept in your unmentionable place for the, the whole stay. Ooh. And it's a picture of you and your old team, your old Blitzball team. Columba the Monferno's there, wearing a jersey. Oh, I miss you. I miss you, team. My, my, my one team. Mac, you're you're reminiscing. What went wrong? How? Why are you here? Why am I here? Oh, tax fraud. And as Mac is reminiscing on this, this terrible confusion of tax records, the door opens. <laughs> There's like five bolts. And in walks Inquisitor Rain. How do they look as they enter the room, Ali? Half the face is in shadow. They make sure they walk around the room with their face constantly in shadow, even if it means a slightly awkward journey to There's get to really where they want to go. There's a really bright light. There's a really bright light in this room, Rain. Yeah, no, they have to That's like face shine. the wall. That's shine. That's not. <laughs> Great. So as Rain is kind of sidling up against the wall as they try to keep themselves masked by shadow, Inquisitor Rain, their psychic shine enters. What's the first thing you say as you enter the room, Shine? Pretty little playthings I've got on my team. That's oh, what a. What a horrible thing to start a conversation with. Who are you? And who's your shadowy friend? My friend over there is Inspector Rain, a high-ranking member of Team Helsing. Perhaps you've heard of them. Team Helsing? Yeah, I've heard all about Team Helsing. Fanatics. I would watch your tone. We are interested in saving Formia. Their figure looming, their face very much in shadow now as the light shines down across you, Mac. We have come here for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you. We can offer you a quick release. No, I'm not into that, sorry. That's not my bag. Shine, would you show uh, them the photos? Shine, uh, who is currently holding the light towards Mac, fans out a selection of slightly grainy, clearly from a long distance away, photos of what is clearly Mac. What features, Shine, do we see of, of Mac? We can see a sort of tortoiseshell model of his beard, see a broad shoulder, a nipped waist, sort of sort of a slightly hunched back. Mac, these photos are laid out on the table. My hunched back, I'd recognise that anywhere. <laughs> How do you respond? That's my hunchback. I'd recognise that anywhere. <laughs> that is you, isn't it? And what am I doing side? in these photos? I can't. Sorry, I can't see. Shine I... grabs the back of Max's face and pushes it closer to the pictures on the table. Look closer. I feel like maybe they're in for tax evasion. What we show is a picture of Mac bribing another Blitzelball team Ooh. so that they throw the big tournament game or something. I'm holding a big document that says, document to bribe this team into losing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I kind of like the idea that maybe Mac did actually do this and Mac didn't know that anyone knew that. This is you, isn't it? Bribing. Um... <laughs> I'm not a big sports fan. <laughs> yes, the, the, your, your, big, your big rival team. <laughs> I don't watch Blitzel Ball. Just so say I... any team name. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Come on, Rain, you can do this. You can do this, buddy. This is you bribing the manager of your big rivals, Livertenterpool. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brighton Snover Albion for a second. <laughs> oh, I should have done. That's a better one. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. This is taking a turn. How did you get these photos? I thought no one knew about this. We have friends in high places. It's not but what it you... looks like. Yes, I bribed. I, I did bribe them, but 
Mac, we are your friends. We are on your side here. We are offering a chance to burn these photos, make sure they never see the light of day. But in return, we need something from you. Okay, anything, please. It's my... I couldn't bear my legacy to go. It's one thing to lock me up for life, but to take away the glory, the pride of Mac Chester United, it's... It doesn't bear thinking about. I thought as such. Last week, Shine here heard some noises from underneath the prison. So we investigated. And guess what we heard down there? Your name. Repeatedly. My name? Mac. Mac. Who do you think was saying Mac to you? Shine, could you please play him the tape? I love to play the tape. Mac. Oh, oh. It's me. Columbo. Oh, oh. I'm in the wild area. Can you hear me? Oh, oh. Please. So many Pokemon down here. Maybe you're Mac. <laughs> you're my trainer. Oh, oh. If we could somehow work together to... Tunnel down and get all these Pokemon out of here. I, oh, oh, please, Mac, if you can hear me, Mac, oh, oh. That, that can't be my Columbo, because my Columbo's from Swansea, and that Columbo sounded like they were from Cardiff. <laughs> well, whilst denominations aside, this is pretty <laughs> damning evidence that there is someone underneath this prison that knows you. It's my Marvona Columbo. Out of your sleeve, Mac, the photo that you've been keeping in your unmentionable armpit slips onto the table on top of all the grainy photos. The team no. photo. Columbo on top. Rain just whips it out and looks at it. We're going to tell you what to say so that we can get down there and flush out these abominations. How is Columbo speaking? How is that possible? Shine, show him the other photo. Oh, I love the other photo. You love um, a lot of things, don't you, Shine? You, you don't have a bag with you, Shine. Where are you keeping them? There are pockets on your person. Where are you keeping these? Shine has armpits too. Come on. <laughs> and Shine, from inside the corner of their mouth, pulls out a another photo. And this one is of a Ninetales walking on its hind legs. Oh. This is what's going on underneath our prison. This is part of the danger that threatens our way of life. We need you, Mac. We need you to help us get down there. Is, is Columbo, is he, is he in danger? We have procured some extreme balls. If you wish, we will allow you to go down there and capture him so that Columbo stays safe. But the rest of them, the rest of them need to go. Okay, but you promise that Columbo will stay safe. We see a slight smile, but only from the mouth. Nothing in the eyes. There's no kindness in the eyes. And we don't right. see any of that because he's fully in shadow. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, this is the big thing. They, oh. they reveal their chin. You're going to respond to this, Columbo. And you're going to tell him that you're going to help them. All of them. You're going to dig your way out. And in doing so, you're going to tempt them towards us. We'll round them up. We'll flush them out. These photos we burned. Maybe you can even get out of prison early. What do you say? It's a deal.
The alien meteorite landscape of the wild area beneath the core prison is punctuated by screams. The quiet solitude elicited by the dim lights of the blue crystals and the luminous pools dotted across the craggy floor is shattered as Pokémon, acting like humans, able to voice their terror with a language and eloquence they shouldn't even be able to mimic, dive for safety in the face of a new threat. Three elite members of Team Helsing, the Vampire Squad, including Mac, have descended from the prison above in protective gear and are unleashing chrome extreme balls at any Pokémon they can find. Columbo the Monferno, Mac's former Pokémon, lies in one of these extreme balls, coming to terms with the full weight of the betrayal he has suffered. Despite being trapped in the wild area, Columbo had somehow made surface contact with his trainer Mac and organised a plan. Mac could tunnel down and break out the Pokémon of the wild area, right from under the prison's nose whilst Team Helsing was still busy assuming control of the core. Columbo was totally unaware, however, that Mac had himself sided with Team Helsing, and that the escape opportunity was a trap. This trap is now fully sprung. Dust from fleeing Pokémon paws and hooves hangs in the air, sparkling light hovering diamonds in the light of the Azurite crystal. Some cower in their crude buildings and shacks, others dash for the fungus covering of the far walls. Delch, the Poliwhirl, shivering, panicked, cries out as one of the Vampire Squad discovers her looking to dive into the Gumi Juice food storage. The scaly King Thrush seems catatonic, back firmly pressed against the green crystalline plinth from which the now-forgotten debate had been about to begin. Long, draconic fingers clasped around his futile scepter. Demi, the Swampert, captain of the guard, does her best to rally the terrified Pokémon. Brandy, Theo, Kenny, what do you do? I think it's clear to us that these people are members of Team Hell's thing, aren't they? Like, we know enough of their oh, yeah. insignia that we, we know who these people are. <laughs> I think it's very clearly emblazoned. I think Theo is looking desperately through the dust for Kenny, because Kenny, for Theo, is probably the primary concern. Like, what happens when they stumble upon their Poker Power team member? So in the dust and the chaos and the panic, Theo is just scanning, searching, finding pinpoint Kenny in and amongst the dust. And Kenny, what does, what does Theo see Kenny doing? Theo sees Kenny protecting two little wannabe gangster Pokemon that befriended Kenny not too long ago. His little his little gangster Swirlix and Scrafty. Baggy Baggy um, the Scrafty and Shathit the Swirlix. <laughs> Baggy and Shathit are like Shat-hit. crying crying and scared and Kenny is just standing over them. Don't worry, I'm gonna make sure you're not caught, okay? You just need to stay here and don't go running off. Okay, and where are you? I think he's just hit, hidden behind the sort of biggest, biggest but nearest rock. Yeah, I don't think Kenny has probably noticed yet that it's Team Helsing. Oh, okay. His his instinct is just to protect, so he is going to protect the people that were nice to him. Tom, which member of the Vampire Squad can Brandy see approaching Kenny and these two sheltering gangsters? I think Let's yeah, Sh- I think it's I think it's Shine. Okay, Brandy, you see. Kenny and these two scared gangster Pokemon, they haven't noticed Shine approaching them yet, but Shine carefully takes off their breathable helmet and you see this long flowing yellow hair and these wild big eyes big cracked lips very pallid skin Shine is semi-beautiful but in a horrifying Helena Bonham Carter-esque 
grotesque way. She just removes this helmet and inhales this big, big breath. Oh, no, she shouldn't do that. That's yeah. a bad thing. And right, you, well, she's got to roll 2d6. To yeah, see I was going to say. <laughs> but you can see her and sort of flexing, and she's like, I couldn't breathe properly under there anyway. David, what is Shine's worst aspect? Shine's worst aspect. At no time does Shine want the best for other people. If she's in a supermarket and she wants an apple and everybody else wants an apple, she would happily have everybody die. Like, the stakes don't have to be particularly high. She's just like, (laughs) I want what I want. Merciless, I guess. Like, mercilessness is probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I used 25 words to describe the quality. Merciless. <laughs> no, I needed I needed the, the grocery shop. We don't, we don't walk in straight lines, David. We have to circle towards descriptive words. That literally could be the subtext to this podcast. <laughs> like, subheading. Brandy, you see Shine. She has a moment of contorting and twisting as the environment of the meteorite and the wild area seem to take over her mind. But Shine doesn't seem to care, and her eyes, far from glazed and catatonic, seem even more focused. And you see her fingering some extreme balls from finger to finger as she moves in this dark, svelte and green outfit of, of Helsing towards the two. And you can almost hear her mutter like, I could, I could just catch these Pokémon, but now I want to make them hurt. Theo, this is what you hear Shine say. What do you do? Theo's greatest fear is that Kenny falls into the hands of Team Helsing and takes them to somebody high up and we lose Kenny for good. Like, that is the worst possible situation that could happen at this moment in time. I I think Theo sends a confused Ray at uh, at Shine. I feel like that's... I think, like, rugby tackling Shine is probably a bad journey to go on for... Sh- Theo learning to not punch things first. Classic, the powder is out of the bandolier. Oh, powder, powder Theo, I love this. Theo's ready to fire it, blow it straight into Shine's unbreathable face. I see what you did there, Theo. Roll plus sharp. Two. D6. The most thrilling part of the podcast, guys. This is it. I, honestly, the tension. Can you imagine if we just edited everything else out except for these moments? Okay, just going. <laughs> right. One cool. D6 plus the... Uh, well, if you subscribe again. to our boring tier on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we pay it's you like for the, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the art house movie of Zidane that just follows him for an entire match, except it's just my single audacity <laughs> feed going... <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, I'm going to pick up a... It would just be me drinking tea out of a Sports Direct mug for two hours. Right, 2d6 plus three. Oh, three plus three plus a three for a nine. So a mixed success, even then. So here's what I think happens. Mixed success. You were aiming for shine, yes? Mm-hmm. So you succeed in befuddling shine. And to that end, I ask, David, what is shine's most positive character aspect? Uh, Shine's most positive character aspect is that she loves everything really intensely. She gets really attached to things really, really quickly, as she showed in that, this in that interrogation. This is so anime. My word. <laughs> so Sundera, so it's almost unbearable. So you see Shine approaching Kenny and the gangsters. Kenny's still not noticed. She's twirling these extreme balls, but you can tell she has a more of a bloodlust in her eyes. She's going to do something far beyond catching these creatures and this human. And just as she's about to reach them in front of this giant blue crystal, Theo 
fires this powder into her face and you see her brain already affected by the meteorite suddenly switches almost like a train switch to a different track eyes that were slanted in aggression become giant and sparkly in joy and she just sees this blue crystal in front of her and dashes past kenny and the gangsters and <gasps> she's on the crystal like oh this is beautiful look <laughs> at how it sparkles and shines i need to be pressed up against it this is incredible next to her next to her is tallahassee bingeworth going excuse me this is my crystal that i'm rubbing up against uh, i think you're fine this one's taken my love <laughs> The cost, David, the cost to your mixed success is that Shine has a Pokemon with her who was not bamboozled Mm -hmm. by this confused ray. Ali, what is Mm -hmm. Shine's Pokemon partner? It's a Weavile. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect for this landscape as well. Weavile. Oh, menacing. Lovely. Lovely purr. This Weavile rounds on you, Theo. Claws released. This Weavile is going for you, Theo. We will cut back. Brandy, what are you doing? Can Hannah be nearby? If you want. What's yeah? What's Hannah? I mean, Hannah, I suppose, is just caught up in the panic as much as everyone else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout to Hannah. Hannah, Hannah. Yes. Get as many Pokemon as you can out of here somewhere. Go into one of the where? wells. Or where? Where should we go? One of the wells. There's like six wells. Pick All a well, them? Hannah. Pick All a right. well. All right. I'm gonna do my best to hold them off. Brandy, as you turn and say, I'll hold them off, you see Hannah trying to shuffle those who have taken shelter behind the various buildings and crystals and whatnot to get behind, behind, back to the wells, the relative safety of the wells, presumably, as Mm -hmm. these extreme balls are flying. And Inquisitor Rain steps onto the giant green crystal plinth where the debate was going to be held because Rain has a flair for the dramatic and is enjoying the green (laughs) upward lighting from the crystal below them. And who are you? pink-haired girl. Brandy immediately notices that Rain's a pretty big threat, so as she's speaking this, she is going to manoeuvre herself in between the plinth and the medical section, where she knows Lopany is currently out of action. You're sort of Mr. Incredible sidling along the rock whilst Syndrome is on the plinth monologue. You, a human, should not be down here. I'm assuming you're a human as well so maybe you shouldn't be down here either mate i have breathing apparatus look how the green light glows off the various tubes the tubaloids i call them each one i have four tubaloid a is my favorite um i think your loneliness is coming through in a big way so what i will suggest is how about leave us alone and maybe join a less evil team how about team loser you'd fit in really well with them (laughs) (laughs) Idle insults mean nothing to someone such as myself. Scyther, remove this obstacle. Rain releases Scyther. This is a brutal-looking Scyther, Brandy. It's like the blades are jagged, but rather out of overuse. Scyther! And Scyther starts running towards you, Brandy. What do you do? Brandy is scared, of course. However, Brandy knows everything about Scyther, because for the last few years in Whiskey's Delios, there has been a cipher cutout at the front of the shop saying simply the nest. So she actually knows a lot because underneath there's a little descriptor of the type the cipher is on the cutout that says grass flying, bug flying. <laughs> what, bug. That, what, what a terrible <laughs> cutout. Where did you find <laughs> that? Says both, did both. you get that at Clive's knives, mate? <laughs> 
It says it says probably bug flying, maybe grass. It's green. It says green flying. That's what it says. It says green flying. It's like one of those knockoff red and blue guides that you used to get when you were on holiday in Malta, and it's just like. (laughs) So Brandy suddenly realizes that Theo gave them a, a type crash course, effectively. So Brandy suddenly thinks, oh no, there's no one on my team. Wait a second. Lightning McQueen, go! And she brings out the rock fire type. The wheels of charcoal rev in front of you. Bits of green dust and blue crystal from the rock beneath is just being fired into the air. This dust cloud surrounding Lightning McQueen as he rears, perfectly ready for his first battle. Right, so Scyther is coming at you, Brandy, but as soon as Lightning McQueen the charcoal comes out, the Pokemon instinct clicks in and sees lightning as a bigger threat and therefore should direct their attack at them and is gonna hit god that's a good tight matchup mate i don't know <laughs> oh, a strong tight matchup you're lucky yeah you've just realized haven't you that you're not fighting any human you've got Ooh. no idea the storm that's coming from you rain even though i don't know your name yet so that's <laughs> it's all right i've got a, i do have well. a badge okay so scyther is coming at you with a aerial ace what is lightning mcqueen responding with Brandy decides, let's up the advantage here. Lightning McQueen! Curl! Rock polish! Those shiny rocks of yours into those shining crystals you see around you! Curl! I want Carcoal to confuddle and raise their speed. Okay, roll plus speed for creating an advantage. I've, I've added some speed to Carcoal when I was levelling up. Carcoal's quick, as we established, so I sort of dumped everything into speed, so he's got a plus two speed. Well done, Tom. Oh, two plus oh. six plus two is a bon ten. Jour. Brilliant. Yes. Ooh, Tom can choose two of the following. Take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another trainer slash Pokemon. Heal one harm. Inflict an extra harm next time you damage an enemy. Force your foe where you want them or suffer one less harm next time you take damage. What Karkar's going to do is take the extra harm for next time. Yep. But in terms of forcing your enemy where you want them, Karkar is going to spin around Scyther so much but get quite close to where Inquisitor Rain is standing. I think Scyther, trying to hit this aerial ace, Carcoal is cleverly moving Scyther closer and closer to Inquisitor Rain. And as Scyther slashes down on one of their aerial aces, cuts Rain's breathing apparatus. Ooh. One of the tubuloids. Yeah, okay, tubuloid A, the favourite tubuloid. Sliced by Scyther. Okay, so yes, you see... Scyther desperately trying to keep up with the rapid pace and speed of Lightning McQueen, the Carcoal, as he rips and tears around the rocky surface, confusing Scyther, similar to how Theo confused Shine with this cloud of dust and crystal. And eventually Scyther just gets frustrated. I should be able to just hit this Carcoal and slashes down through the cloud. Connects, feels something, is like, Scyther, yes! And then hears Rain going, no, 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 no. Why don't you take a breather? (laughs) (laughs) Who's that Pokemon? Oh, I see that Ali's got himself a new... Rosebush out there in the front of his front lawn. What do you oh, think? I know, Get I know. away from my rosebush. It was very difficult to obtain this rosebush and you're not allowed it.
I'm not... just wondering how one was able to afford such a, ro- a rose, nice new rose bush. Well, why don't you ask David? Hmm? I... I don't know. I don't know what you mean. I, I, I'm just. I've just been printing fake money for my own personal pleasure over here in my in my little house. I don't. I don't know what you could possibly be referring. Oh, oh God, hello. My name is Mr. Tax, and I've come to collect all the tax. This sounds uh, so official and accurate. Uh, I, I've got yep. to. I've got this to doesn't sound like on. a spam text. It's... Instead of uh, b- uh, paying you in in money, can I pay you in a midsection? Yes, yes, that that is allowed. Yes, please, please lay out your midsection. Okay, on the if you want. I am eighty five, so it's not as tight <laughs> as it once was. It's a nice wrinkly midsection. <laughs> Here we go. This midsection is from. D. Tuttle. D. Tuttle's email, extremely to the point. So here we go. Out in the wilds is a lonely mountain filled with holes and caverns. Protecting the mountain are hordes of conby and diglets. The heads of this holy honey peak is a giant vespiqueen and dug trio in a symbiotic relationship. Um, That's it. Was... That's the midsection. I would say, D, we do like a bit of ego massage in these before. <laughs> we love a little... Guys loving the podcast. Guys think the podcast is doing really well. Or, you know, even the sort of backhanded compliments of like, this has a lot of potential. We'll take <laughs> that. So, Holy Honey Peak. It's a location. And a very interesting location at that. Mm. Now, Holy Honey Peak. Some sort of religious connotations. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, thinking... hadn't, I hadn't considered that. If, if there is a religious connotation, is this maybe church related? Got an idea. It's not really related to what you just said, Ali. And I don't want... <laughs> I don't. No, no, no. I don't want you to think that I have not listened to you because I have. I just and you've rejected it. No, you just I, got a better idea. That's it's fine. not better. It's uh, adjacent. I just had this image of like, okay, it's a holy peak. We've got holes in. There's tunnels for these diglets, these combies to exist in. What? Why are there holes there? What made the holes? And then I was like, wait a second. Roots, roots of a tree that's no longer there. The Sephiroth tree was on this peak at some point. And now mm. it no longer is leaving the indentation alley. Please continue. <laughs> well, when the Sephiroth tree left Stu, people saw that and were so amazed that they then idolized this tree as a god. There we go. Link the two ideas so, together. Yes, yeah, so the lovely, tree lovely, lovely. the tree is divine. People worship the places where it's been. Is this a different religious sect or is this part of the church? David, I hand it to you. I'm going to say a different religious sect because, I mean, every nation has many religious demographics yeah. in it. It feels only druidic. Be... I would say every fantasy fiction has the tree worshippers, right? It does. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a Pokemon pun we can think of? Of Sephiroth or Sephirite? Or... Sep- I'll be honest, Ali, I think we would have done it in Frenzy Plant if there was. <laughs> we true. said we Sephiroth really a lot. Like really a lot. Sephi- <laughs> the Sephimothmin tree. Sephiroth? 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 Alpha Sephiroth? No, there's something with Alpha Alpha Sapphire. (laughs) Maybe this tree was like, guys, can you just not make a pun? Uh, Can I just be the one thing in the region that is not a pun? Like that's the big that's the big point of the this religious sect. Rule one: no puns. It's the Sephiroth tree. So the most irritating thing for this sect is the fact that someone was like, oh, a holy spot and a holy spot. Am I right? And they're just like. So are we, are we right? This this religious sect travels around Formia finding the Sephiroth tree, and they're always too late. They always get to it in their little <laughs> caravan like a week after it's already left. There can't be that many of them. I think there's two. I think it's two. I, I think it's people. I think it's a a really dedicated dad and his daughter who doesn't really want to be there. But they're 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 basically in the middle of a coming of age film. But yeah, they're, Little they're Miss Sunshine, a, but with the very, Sephiroth yes, tree. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a camper yeah. van. I would it's say a Little Miss Punshine, but it's not allowed. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ali, that was that was the original name of the camper van, and they painted <laughs> over it. They're like, absolutely not. I like the idea that there is a desperate documentary crew chasing them, and then the documentary team found to... this found this place of combies and diglets and went, God, this place is way better. Why don't you just stay here? <laughs> so they're just making a nature film uh, in uh, yeah, exactly. in Holly Honey Peak, and the best footage they've got was finding out that oh male combi fact that they found out that's going to be added to theo's dissertation is they eat diglets <laughs> okay oh, so they no, they don't live when tuttle said symbiotic relationship or oh, the combi eat the diglet yeah and the if they become dog is... trios it is a symbiotic relationship one mouth for one head baby <laughs> also maybe that's explained why we never see a diglet's feet because they've just been eaten by a combi <laughs> So that just thing. underneath every diglet is a combi slowly eating them from the bottom up. <laughs> oh the most yeah, painful yeah. way, combi. Like combi. a pepperami with a face. <laughs> right, well, I've uh, I've had a look at these files. Something's not adding up. Well, could I just, before you take a look at our files, say if anyone would like to submit their own midsection um, to the podcast, all they need to do is email criticalditto at gmail.com. Um, and if they want their submission fast track straight to the top they could join our patreon which is at patreon.com forward slash critical to toe but sorry you were you were saying tax mr tax yep that's very very odd thing to say before i cart you off to jail rose jail i'm the rose tax david run 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 <laughs> oh my sciatica i'm secretly very lonely no i don't one think that was a secret who's that pokemon it's Weavile! Kenny, you are hanging out with Shatit and Baggy. Oh, help us, please, please! I'm so scared! It's, this is worse than when Mr. Thompson came out with the with the stick. Do, do you remember, Bags? Do you remember when Miss Tops came up with a stick and we were like... Resist urge <laughs> to flashback to stick. Flashback. To save you from flashing back, Tom, Kenny goes, oh my God, Mr. Thompson, he was thrown down the well. The well's a safe place for these poor children. Let's go over there and hide in that well, okay? All right, all right, let's go, let's go. Come on, Bags. And you see Shatit the Swirlix and Bags the Scrafty disappearing off towards where Hannah is also trying to corral the other Pokemon down the wells. Kenny, out of the corner of your eye, you spot Mac. Where do you spot Mac? He's slowly walking towards King Thrush and the throne room. Interesting. So King Thrush has disappeared into the throne room, looking panicked. Mac is following King Thrush. I think Kenny, as he's heading towards the well, like sees Mac go into the throne room. What secret mission do we think Mac is trying to accomplish by heading towards the throne room? An that. explosive device? An explosive, An explosive device. device. Um, Has Mac got Vipen's Magnazone and is priming that Magnazone for an explosion? Oh my goodness, yes. That's terrifying. Just to just to weave that Magnazone that we've got down here back in. Can Mac be forcing Magnazone to learn the TM explosion? Yeah, okay. Pulling that disc on his head <laughs> and it's right, like, yes. I'm just going to prime you. <laughs> so you can see Mac forcing this Magnazone to learn explosion with some kind of vicious TM. A huge guilty, guilty look on his face and he's heading towards the throne room with this primed explosive Magnazone. Kenny, what do you do? Uh, Kenny bolts straight for the throne room, I think. Okay, you go into the throne room. You've seen this room before. This is where you first met King Thrush on his weird blue crystal throne. And he's like hiding behind his throne, looking absolutely terrified. Mac is 
priming this magnazone bomb in the middle of the throne room, I guess. And is once he's primed it and placed it, he's looking to escape. What do you do? What are you planning to do with that? Um... Uh, just, uh, you know, it's just a Pokemon. I'm just leaving it in in here. I'm not really with them, with those, uh, with the, the Helsing Wait, lot. Wait, Helsing? I'm... You're Helsing? No, 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 no. You are you those... guys part of Team Helsing? Uh... Oh my god, why? Oh. Why are Team Helsing here? Because they're running the prison upstairs now, didn't you know? This is all a big misunderstanding. I'm a big Blitzelball player. I'm, I'm Mac of Manchester United. Listen, I was just looking after this Magnazone, just making sure it's safe in this throne room, and I'm I'm going to just uh, get out of here n- now. Stu, Kenny is going to do Seance, Ooh. which is you attempt to read a personal Pokemon more closely than with the help of uh, the normal, with the help of the spirit world. Roll Ooh. plus weird. Sounds yeah. like Pete the Scallopy just appeared on your shoulder, Kenny. <laughs> I hear Kenny. Ah, Tuki. I thought this was me. I thought this was my no, scene. Kenny's in a good place. He's ah. in a good place. He, oh, no, but he's, he's trying to look into this person's soul in a in a sort of dark way, pierce the skin, so to speak. He's hoping to caress oh, yeah, yeah. and tickle the information out. Isn't that right, Kenny? Why do all of my scenes include a comedy double act? <laughs> Oh, it's a six and a one plus a two, so it's a nine. So on a ten plus, I could ask three questions from a list. On a seven to nine, I can ask one. What was this character's lowest moment? What is this character's greatest fear? What is this character's hidden pain? What does this character really think of you right now? And in what ways is this character's mind or soul vulnerable? The whole reason I'm doing this is because Kenny, a bit like Theo sort of suggested, is kind of freaking out. This person in Team Helsing garb in front of them. Because if Kenny reveals to a Team Helsing person that they're poker-powered then that's a big deal. But if not, then Kenny can use his poker powers in this moment. So Kenny's going to want to know, what does this character really think of you right now? Pete and Tuki are Kenny's sort of like fears and doubts manifesting. Comedy double actor or not, I need your guys' advice. Do you think this guy's on the level? Do you think he's part of Team Helsing? What do you think? I know he's wearing the Team Helsing and everything, but isn't that Mac, the Blitzelball player? This guy plays Blitzelball. Yeah. I've subscribed to all the the news channels as well because I like to keep abreast of... Boring. Mac over here, he was arrested for tax fraud. Seems odd that uh, he would have joined Team Helsing specifically in this moment. Perhaps they're manipulating him somehow? Your instinctive efforts to think the worst of people has given me an idea there, Pete. You guys can poof away into non-existence now. See you later. Kenny's back in the scene. Okay, Mac, you say you're not part of Team Helsing and I believe you. Why have you clearly put that Pokemon in distress in the middle of the room? Because I can see smoke coming out of that poor big magnet. You don't understand, kid, what it's like to have a legacy. A legacy that could be betrayed. I'm Mac. I'm I'm, I'm a famous Blitzable player. If, if, If word got out about what I'd done and how I'd achieved some of my victories, kid, you don't understand. It's a fate worse than imprisonment. Worse than death. Mac, I get it. No, I do. Do you? You've planted it. You're a you kid. You've got your life ahead of you. You haven't made mistakes. You haven't got anything dark in your, your past or anything. You don't understand. Oh, you do not want to open that Pandora's box, my friend. You've achieved your, your mission, right? So you could just leave here and pretend that I was never here. And in the meantime, I could maybe stop this thing from exploding? Roll manipulate someone, Kenny. Oh. Cool. 2d6 plus 2 for charm. That's another 9. You see Mac hesitant, just weighing up whether he could get away with this. But he's scared. He's scared of rain. He's scared of what they have. He's scared of shine, probably even more so. But in the moment decides, I can go. And it's like you've won, Kenny. But as he turns, you see this chromatic extreme ball in Mac's hand. Columbo's ball. And Kenny, you can hear Columbo. You don't know how, 
what part of your poker powers this is manifesting or whatever, but it's like you can hear Columbo inside the ball and Columbo's in horrible pain. You would imagine it, Kenny, being stuck in your mind palace with horrible Pete the Scolopede. You experienced it when he was coiled around you back on Surfloat Beach, crushing you. You see Mac going, but that's what you hear as Mac is leaving. Oh, oh I wish I didn't care about how everyone felt. <laughs> I wish I wasn't Kelly Mullet. Ah, soft Kenny. <laughs> Boy Kenny. Theo, Weavile is coming at you directly with a icicle crash. Hello. Okay. What Weavile has done is instead of going directly to attack you, has gone for one of these monolithic big blue crystals and has just sliced the base of it. So this big giant blue crystal, like an icicle, is about to come crashing down. Shine and Tallahassee go, how dare you? No! <laughs> the crystal! <laughs> no! That is disgraceful. Oh God, so it's it's a piece of the Azurite that you were describing. It's a big old chunk of Azurite, yeah. Yeah, it's not an icicle, which would be really convenient no. considering I can conjure fire at any point. No. So that would be really lovely. Thank you. It could um, be a hot crystal if you want. What are Theo's options? Stone coming towards Theo. Would it work for Theo to try and minimise themselves to escape the falling the sort of trajectory it. of the rock? Okay. I'm going to luck point it if this goes anywhere <laughs> as poorly as last time. So yes, you grab okay. this vial on your bandolier, wrench it free, okay. pop the cork, swallow it down. Let's roll and see whether it works. Right, so it's 2d6 plus 3 for a phenomenal 12. Oh my god, okay. Baby. Here you go, buddy. Describe to me how cool this this instant minimised rock dodging looks. So Theo is just is just a gog at the stalactite of, of rock flying at them. Fire's not going to burn it. I can't mind read it. But it also remembers how terribly the minimised went last time. But it's just like, no, I am going to improve. Practice leads to improvement. And so Theo goes for the bandolier and grabs the sort of crushed pinkish purplish powder and just wipes a dab of it across their tongue, swallows it, and at the same time as swallowing it, sort of foolishly what looks like is running towards the trajectory of the rock. And just as it looks like some terrible conflict is about to happen, the rock crashes down. There's gravel, there's dust, there's smoke. The weavile is cackling away, thrilled that they just killed a, a human being with a with a bit of an avalanche. Um, <laughs> Only for the smoke to clear and there to be no body for the Weavile to see. Weavile, and you hear Weavile say its first words, kill <laughs> or no kill. For a second there, I was like, what? And then I totally remembered that the meteorites make in the surface Pokemon speak. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense now. Where is Theo? Theo is basically stood on the slope of the rock, of this chunk of rock, basically ran onto the rock in the sort of trajectory right. of it and is now just perched there. Just like Ant-Man up the rock. Okay, you see Weavile stomping around below you in the dust. Can't see you because you've minimised. Theo, how do you go on the offensive? Because Theo's items have been minimised, but Pokemon exist in a liquid state, effectively, in a Pokeball. They are plasma. Um, so Theo, perched on this sort of glowing blue rock face, sends out a Pokeball that hopes beyond hope that basic understanding of matter states in the right. Formian world is going to pay off. Theo, in this case, you are thrilled to realise that, as is so often the case, you are 100% 
correct. And <laughs> Medicham emerges from the Pokeball, regular sized, and also behind Weavile, one leg slightly raised in this meditative pose, ready, poised to act to strike. And Weavile turns, not knowing what's behind it, but assuming it might be a threat, so it just goes with quite a wild night slash. As we've established, Theo has a lot of wordless connections with their Pokemon, so Medicham just goes for a high jump kick, straight in response. Ooh. It's oh, the I big really, move. It's big. I hope this works because that is, I mean, the Weavile's going down with a four times, surely with a four times. <laughs> you have to hope. You have okay, to hope. Okay, roll. Kick some Frostlass, please. Because it's a physical move as well. So uh, Medicham's is one. Physical is one. 2d6 plus one. Ten. Oh. Six plus three for a one. Oh. A sweet, oh. sweet ten. That one is so important. Medicham is a stage two plus two. Medicham is not a higher stage than Weavile. However, it is super super effective it's another plus two so you're on four already okay, okay so we've got four already and i'm now rolling for a one <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great roll weavile's armor is only four so yes. with that incredible fighting type advantage you are doing more than enough damage to take down this weavile david please describe this high jump kick medicham knows what they're doing and medicham just lowers that second leg down to the floor and then just pushes off on that foot and springs up at such an incredible speed. And for a second, Medicham is just kind of lost in the shadows at the top of the room. Even Weavile, who has now spotted and has gone for the Night Slash and is shocked that there's nothing there to hit with the sort of blade of its arm, looks up and is shocked and sort of just... We? And just And is just completely, completely baffled. Maybe says another kill, who's to say? Sky, um, danger, sky danger. <laughs> kill? Kill sky? Me. Kill me, me now. <laughs> um. Medicham just plunges straight down in a perfect singular drop. The arc of the leg knocks Weavile. It does sort of the full anime, pulled by the head trajectory just across the room, crashing into a rock. Theo, as you look away from the Weavile who's just crashed into this rock, you look back to Medicham, who rises from this three-point landing in this massive impact crater in the meteorite surface, their head lifting up. You can see that the meteorite is starting to take effect, just as it had on Shine's Weavile. Medicham themselves looks like they're processing something, some new language is entering their mind, some vocabulary that they'd never before experienced. And as Medicham locks eyes with you after this incredible high jump kick, Theo, words, their first ever human words brought on by the meteorite landscape come out of their mouth. Strong and smart. After that, can we cut to Theo's tiny minimized face and what expression Theo is making? I think that Theo, as we established, when Theo had that moment at the King's Smock and got given Meditai, and, and afterwards when they had that um, that tea party, which we saw during the Gumi Juice flashback, Theo wasn't entirely convinced. Theo thought that this was a sort of consolation prize. And I think in this moment, Theo truly sees that they got the best Pokemon partner during that trade-off. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm imagining full Theo's eyes completely in shadow, water running down their face going, terrible day for rain. <laughs> <laughs> terrible day for Inspector Rain, am I right? <laughs> what a wonderful segue. Let's see how Brandy's <laughs> doing. Brandy, you've just made your quip. You've seen Inquisitor Rain clutching at Tubaloid A, Scyther looking panicked, wondering what's going on, Light McQueen still circling them, the dust raging. Rain's worst quality. 
Ali, you know rain better than anyone. You've been rain. You're in rain. You are rain. Take the reins. Rain's maybe yeah, maybe stubborn, but like stubborn. more sort of evil stubborn. I quite like evil stubborn as a description. Evil stubborn. We'll go with evil stubborn. Evil stubborn. I evil... class brandy as good stubborn. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Evil slash chaotic stubborn rain <laughs> is clutching at this this tubeloid, but Brandy, you can see the meteorite sickness starting to overtake. He seems not totally on top and aware of his actions. Where before he was poised and graceful, now he's starting to look panicked and desperate. And he now seems to be kind of blinded by this this car coal, this raging car coal that's speeding around him, and this this obstinate cruelty that seems to be taking over his mind. I've been sent down here to get rid of these horrific Pokemon. I don't care if they're a trainer's Pokemon, a human's Pokemon, a prisoner or what. This thing has got to go and he's going to throw an extreme ball at Lightning McQueen the Carcoal. <gasps> oh my... Oh no, absolutely I, not. Uh, Brandy, what do you do? Right. Well, I do have that odd egg voucher. That'll come in handy. <laughs> so I'm just going through my inventory for... For things that would be useful. Uh, Ali, Ali, if only you'd have said his worst quality was like, loves an omelette. Just loves an omelette. Do anything Don't for an the <laughs> He's a coupon king. <laughs> Brandy's then going to put two and two together and think, okay, well, regardless of, of whether I think this is going to work or not, Brandy is going to try and intercept the extreme ball mid-flight, jump in, and Brandy's going to activate a move. In Ooh, fact, okay. Brandy has a move called Take the Hit. When not battling in a sanctioned match, you may intervene to take a blow for your Pokemon when you do roll plus tough. Great. Brandy is taking out the ruler sword and is going to try and in Slash an absolutely the bad ash fashion slice the extreme ball in two midair. With her ruler katana. Okay, roll and see what happens. Oh. Uh-oh. Tom, yeah. what happened? Oh. It's a two... Plus a no, it's a one plus a three plus a two, so it is unfortunately a six, which is oh. a worry. But I do level up. Brandy, <laughs> you see the imminent danger, and you move with great swiftness and dash, ready to slice this ball out the sky. You see it; the arcing of the sword is coming down. It's perfect, and then oh, a scyther blade blocks your sword, and scyther looks at you like, "My master might be out of his mind, but I've still got my faculties." Is that what Scyther actually says? Yes, actually it is. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this Scyther developed a lot quicker than that Weavile. Oh. Scyther's been practicing for this opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your skills with the blade are lacking, young lady. And unfortunately, your blow is blocked, Brandy, and the extreme ball connects with Lightning McQueen. Caracol, Caracol, whipping up the dust, and then suddenly. <laughs> The extreme ball locks shut and falls like a dead 10 kilo weight into the rock. Rain smiles, an evil Machiavellian grin. Once again, one of Brandy's Pokemon gets kidnapped. This is bullshit! <laughs> Kenny, you have seen Mac about to leave, but you've also felt the agony and the screams from the extreme ball on his person. What are you going to do? Mac! 
Mac. I was leaving. I thought I know, wanted. but I, I'm not Kenny if I don't say this. You're Monferno Colombo. He's in pain, Mac. What? That's crazy. He's in the ball. I, I, I yeah. caught him. I'm, he's safe. Yeah, he's, he's in, safe the, in the ball. He's in the evil, perf- perfect ball that no. can kidnap other people's Pokemon. That sounds no. like a good thing for those Pokemon, no, no, doesn't no, no, no. it, they, Mac? Come they, on. They promised. They said if I caught Columbo, he'd be safe. That was the deal. Well, Mac, if you release him, he could tell you himself. Mac releases Columbo from the phone. And as soon as the light emanates, it's clear that something isn't right. Columbo is down. Supine, breathing heavily, his shoulders are hunched, his body looks bruised almost, as if something unspeakable has been happening inside the extreme ball. Oh, please don't, don't put me back in there. Oh, Mac's face is just horrified, Kenny. You might not be part of Team Helsing, Mac, but this is the result of their actions. And you want to just leave this poor Pokemon here sizzling in peril? I'm in over my head. I'm just, I'm just a sportsman. I'm not a warrior. I'm not a spy. I don't know what I'm doing. I've just laid a bomb. Kid, take me. Get rid of the bomb and take me to Helsing. They'll, that'll go down well. They'll be happy with you. Oh, j- uh, <laughs> Wait, what character can I assume? Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, Kenny, I am in pain, but Mr. also Thompson, I think that's a bad <laughs> I need to get into that prison anyway. Why would you be a suitable replacement for the bomb? Because I can do this. And Kenny touches Monferno on the shoulder and tries to heal some harm. I love it. So I'm just going ro- to go. roll some poker powers. Just Hope awesome. this goes well. So that's, oh my uh, god. And <laughs> Kenny kills the monkey. <laughs> I can do this. Snap the monkey's neck. Well. All right. So that's 2d6 plus 2. It's an 11. Oh. Can you just describe for me what Kenny's healing of Columba looks like? It feels personal. I said Kenny touches him on the shoulder, but I think actually he kind of takes Monferno off the floor and Monferno has been crying and those tears, those like sparkly ones from the first Pokemon film that magically bring Ash back to life. Oh, thank like, Ali, I'm not ready for that memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They, they sort of spread around the room. just I, Kind of like the Kenny version of grassy terrain. Yeah. So, Kenny, you heal Columbo the Monferno. Some kind of melodic score swells in the background and Mac <laughs> reaches down to touch his companion. And again, out of the unmentionable place, he gets the photo, the team photo of him and Manchester United, Columbo the Monferno in front, in a jersey far too big for the small monkey body, smiling. I'm not even going to begin to ask what that was, but thank you. That's okay. I don't have any answers anyway. You're one of those, aren't you? Poker pirates. Yeah, that's why they'd want me. Why are you even here? You're in so much danger. You should be underground. I mean, in my defense, I literally am underground. That's true. Okay, that was <laughs> a bad choice of words. Other poker pirates in the region, they are in hiding. You're very much not. You're assaulting I'm... a prison. <laughs> like Yes, a prison which I've been led to believe contains many innocent poker powered I mean I know I'm in danger, but what good am I if I'm just gonna let my fears dictate my actions? I you're talking to the guy who was so scared of losing a championship he was willing to pay money to get the win. So you're clearly braver than I. Listen I sense some bravery in you. I don't want to turn you in. His how Helsing told me to prime that magnezone for explosion. Maybe you can reverse engineer it or something. Here's the plans. Don't worry about me. I've been looking out for myself for long enough to feel like I can do it for a little bit more. And thank you. Okay, Mac. Good luck. And he dashes out. Does Mac hand 
Kenny a very complicated move deleter, <laughs> or a map to, or a map to the it's move deleter's map, house a, in Pallet Town. Let's say it's a map to Magnazone's techno brain. Ooh, Kenny oh, Kenny's involving brain surgery. But Am I going to have to go so. into the Magnazone's mind palace to delete explosions? Maybe, but maybe it's like a sort of like cyber mind palace. I don't know. We'll have fun with it. Every arc. Kenny goes into someone else's mind palace. Brandy's Pokemon gets kidnapped. Theo ends a scene with a quip. <laughs> That's right, folks. Next week, we are going full Tron. We're, we're dressing up. You won't be able to see it, but we will have those outfits on. Yeah, you know the ones. The blue stripes, the the grey, skippy latex. That's it. That's it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Critical Ditto. It was a joy to edit. It was a joy to record. It's Everything's a joy when it comes to Critical Ditto. Just a couple of little thank yous to leave you with before we leave you again for another two weeks. God, that's sad. But we will see you soon. It'll fly by, I promise. Thank you to Satoshi Jijiri and Junichi Masuda for creating Pokemon. Enough said. Thank you, of course, for the music and sound effects from Epidemic Sounds, and of course from the wonderful Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective and Glitch X City YouTube channel for some remixed tracks. Go check them out, go buy their albums, go support their music. It's insane. You hear it here every week. A massive thank you, as ever, to our supporters, our patrons, without which we would probably still be doing the podcast but just less good less well because with the patrons help very excitingly we are upgrading our sound setup yeah that's right you probably won't hear it for a while because we record quite far in advance but everybody's getting a new mic we are hopefully getting a mixer so that if we return to in-person recording then we will have an upgraded and beautiful sound setup for you to listen to so thank you so much we also have some new patrons to thank this week's a little influx love that thank you to Darius Jakowski Polkadash55 DW Hollins Audrey Resendith Ellie Lieberman thank you to Jeremy Turtle Lover 224, Carrie Morrison, Atlas Moth, who upgraded to Pokemon Champion level, thank you Atlas, Scott M, Dr. Mega Man PhD, Haikili, Kaiko Pin Cosplay, Big Fat Nuke, Jonah Jackson, Trigula, Josh Anderson, Alchemage, Cesar Trevino, Force Majeure, GGT, Crandon Creations, Eric Eichinger, Millamoy, Ginny Voss, and Alice Dare. Collinson. God, I, I felt the sprint finish there. I felt like I paced myself nicely for that little 400 meter dash. Thank you so much for your support. Honestly, it means the world. And us giving you a little shout out at the end of the episode like this is the least we can do. If you want to support the podcast like these lovely folk, you can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash critical ditto. There are loads of rewards. We have started a new bonus podcast series called The Mechanickets, where we talk about just all sorts of stuff, really. But there's a main focus on us fine-tuning our game, Pocket Monster of the Week, and really nailing that down. It's very chill. It's very entertaining as well. I think it's a podcast you would enjoy. Or, if you want, you could just leave us a review on iTunes. No, people don't use iTunes anymore. God, what century are you from, Stuart? Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If there's a review button, leave it for Critical Ditto. Five stars. I'm not telling you what to do, just be nice. Finally, I'd like to thank my players. Ali, David, Tom, you guys are the best. And with that, I shall leave you. And remember, adventure is out there. You've just got to step in the tall grass.
and a cream puff pie. Yes, please.